Hello and welcome to another episode of The Unfinished Cubby. My name is Chris Randall. The Unfinished Cubby is a podcast about work-life balance. It's been well over a year since uh, I've put out an episode and that's just because there's been other things needing to uh, have focus in my life. This episode is one that I really wanted to do. It's about the Indigenous Voice to Parliament that's before the Australian people at the moment. Uh, you might notice that the production quality of this episode is uh, far superior to any of the previous ones and that's thanks to Amy Jean Photography who's put it together and also to Co-Creations which is my company, uh, software company that specialises in festival apps. If uh, you're in that industry at all please check us out, uh, it's cocreations.com.au. This conversation is one that I've been wanting to have for quite a while and I'm, I'm really happy with how it came together. It's with Dinawan who is a Indigenous elder in my community and BJ who is a emerging elder. It was uh, not what I was expecting in any way but it was uh, a conversation that I learned so much from and really enjoyed and, and I hope it has value to you watching or listening to it too. So here we go. Yari yari manaba Hello and welcome to Jinnabara uh, country. My name is BJ Murphy. I'm a Jinnabara uh, man. Uh, also with connections to Gabi Gabi and Kuka Yalanji country. But um, today we're meeting here on my ancestral country, um, here in Mullaney, and uh, I think really close to the ridgeline there, so we'll be on Nalbo, which is uh, my grandmother's clan group, specifically Nalbo clan group country. So um, yeah, welcome and, and thank you for the invite to, to Yarn. Yeah, cool. And thank you, BJ, for that. And thank you for coming and talking here. And Dinawan, thank you for having us and talking as well. Um, do you want to introduce yourself yeah. as well? Yeah. So my name's Dinawan. Dinawan is a Gimilaroi name, which means emu. My mob from my grandfather's side, my mother's grandfather, uh, father is Waka Waka, Sherbergen Mogan. Um, and I'm also Kabi Kabi. I was born in Gympie, so we, we were, our boundary was the Kilkeven. And then um, through my grandmother's side, uh, St. George, which is the Gamilaroi model. And, um, and my father's side is European. English. Yes. So the spirit, so I always say that my mob is the blind mob. My mob is the priestlies, and but my spirit, like all of ours, is through Creator, is from Creator. Cool. Okay, so <clears throat> I really appreciate you both coming and talking. I wanted to have this conversation um, about the voice. Um, there's a couple of questions I want to ask. I'll give just a bit of a an open to this. Are you alright if I read the Uluru statement from the heart here now yeah. too, just as a thing? So um, I wanted this conversation to be a bit of a cultural bridge. I want to kind of, uh, I guess, uncomfortable. Uh, I know there's um, practices and ceremony thing like that, that I'm not familiar with, with uh, all different indigenous mob and um, I don't want to do the wrong thing or offend, it was um, good, the conversation you had earlier, dinner one, and yeah. um, I was saying I've been trying to talk to uh, 
years and uh, you said you've got to go out to him, you've got to go to the elders, you can't, uh, yeah, so uh, just those things. Um, so the voice, I am passionate about it, I, I, I think it's a really good positive change, where I'm coming from with that perspective, um, I put it in a similar category and this was came up earlier so I'm really looking forward to the conversation about this, but a similar category to um, Sorry that happened and, and then also um, uh, Marbo and Native Title and stuff. I, I see it as uh, one of the very few uh, things that the Australian government has ever done that are not uh, really devastating, really awful towards Indigenous people here. Um, the background of the voice uh, is <clears throat> from the Uluru Statement of the Heart. I think I want to read that as an introduction to it. Um, this is it. Uh, we gathered at the 2017 National Constitutional Convention coming from all points of the southern sky, make the statement from the heart. Our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes were the first sovereign nations of the Australian continent and its adjacent lands and possessed it under our own laws and customs. To this ancient, uh, sorry, this our ancestors did according, according to the reckoning of our culture from the creation according to the common law from time immemorial and according to science since more than 60,000 years ago. This sovereignty is a spiritual notion the ancestral tie between the land or Mother Nature and the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who were born there from remain attached thereto and must one day return thither to be united with our ancestors. This link is the basis of the ownership of the soil or better of sovereignty. It has never been ceded or extinguished and coexists with the sovereignty of the Crown. How could it be otherwise that people possessed a land for 60 millennia and this sacred link disappears from the world history in nearly the last 200 years. With substantive, substantive uh, constitutional change and structural reform, we believe this ancient sovereignty can shine through as a full expression of Australia's nationhood. Proportionally, we are the most incarcerated people on the planet. We're not an innately criminal people. Our children are alienated from their families at unprecedented rates. This cannot be because we have no love for them and our youth languishes in detention in obscene numbers. They should be our hope for the future. These dimensions of our crisis tell plainly the structural nation of our problem. This is the torment of our powerlessness. We seek constitutional reforms to empower our people and take a rightful place in our own country. We have power over our destiny and our children will flourish. They will walk in two worlds and their culture will be a gift to their country. We call for the establishment of the First Nations voice enshrined in the Constitution. Maricada is the culmination of our agenda, the coming together after a struggle. It captures our aspirations for a fair and truthful relationship with the people of Australia and a better future for our children based on justice and self-determination. We seek a Maricada Commission to supervise a process of agreement making between governments and First Nations and truth-telling about our history. In 1967 we were counted, in 2017 we seek to be heard. We leave base camp and start our trek across this vast country. We invite you to walk with us in a movement of the Australian people for a better future. Out of that statement, 
um, comes the current uh, proposal for the change to the constitution, which is simply adding to the Australian constitution the following. In recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the first peoples of Australia, one, there should be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Two, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice may make representation to the Parliament and the Executive Government of the Commonwealth on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And three, the Parliament shall, subject to this constitution, have power to make laws with respect to matters relating to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice, including its composition, function, powers and procedures. So the referendum for the voice is that's coming up is to put that into the constitution. Um, the reason I'm very pro that change, I feel like... Um, so you're saying you're for yeah. that? That's, that's where I sit at the moment, yeah. And, and um, yeah, actually, I don't need to say more right now. No, I didn't introduce myself. Thank you, Dinawan. Yeah. Um, so I'm Chris Randall. I don't have... I was, I was born in Australia and I've, I've grown up here, but as far as I'm aware, I don't know of any Indigenous heritage that I have, um, and uh, I don't know what other introduction to give myself to live on this land, yeah. Um, I, let me see, there are, we were talking a little bit about um, um, native title before, can I sort of start with your thoughts of where that, of native title and also what um, the sorry uh, meant. There's two questions, two, two big questions. questions. Yeah, two so very big questions. So, from my perspective, there's a difference between native title and land title. And native title in a, a community, for me, and my comprehension of it is that it was brought about the word native comes from the government. The government, the governing body who holds and puts together a constitution that's outside of my jurisdiction, because my jurisdiction is the country here and our mob. And so the word native has a whole different meaning to it. But native title means that the government has recognised, so when they have a determination, it means that there's a big process that's put in place, or a step-by-step -step process that's put in place before native title is what they call determined. And the determination then comes to... So there's people and families on country that represent country. Say, for instance, Waka Waka Kabi or whatever country that you're talking about. When I say country, it could be Waka Waka country, it could be Kabi country or Yinnabara country. And so there's families that come together and then they go into a um, native title um, application to say that we're families and we have come from this land, we're born from this land, this is the land that our ancestors used to um, caretake and look after and custodians of. Interrupt me anytime you want. And um, from that perspective, then they go into, again, into an organisation 
which is a native title organisation or a native title corporate business where there's people, indigenous people that are there. And a lot of that comes from archaeologists and, and other people that are sort of say, well, hang on, the song line goes this way, the song line goes that way, and whatnot. So once they determine who the families are, or families determine who they are within that country, and then they start putting it forth, there's more steps that are taken to the government to claim for that country to say that. So within the native title that's in the constitution, they call it, you are recognised, and then you, you have native title. But when you're given determination of a country, they recognise only that you are the people from that country. So you are the people that we say, or the judge says, we recognise that the Waka Waka or the Dinabara or the Minabara or the Kabi Kabi people are from that country. But it does not give you, and it's determined, and it's all put on paper, mm -hmm. and it's put into a constitution, or into the Act, or wherever, in the government department, which I call the square, and I'll get into that in a minute, which is how they operate, to say, well, we've determined that those mob out there are the custodians of that country. But hang on, we only recognise that you are from that country. You don't have any rights on that country. You can't claim businesses on that country. You can't, um, as in like whoever's living on that country there, you can't claim from other businesses because the country's already been occupied a um, long time. So native title's coming a long time, but it's a word that they've used. It's not a sovereign, but it's not part of the sovereign movement. The other thing is, that I'm aware of, the other thing is that, um, when you have, so you don't really have rights. You can, you can go and, um, I think it's, I'll, I'll leave it with Mullaboy, um, just let me finish this a little bit, because he can tell you a little bit more about that. The difference between native title and land title is that you go and you buy the land. So you have a title and you have what they call ownership over that land. So whoever buys it has rights because they have certain rights on that country. But when you have native title, and somebody has land that they bought, that overrides the native title because you can't find <coughs> the government's perspective, yeah. not from a sovereign perspective, from a government's perspective. So that's that little bit of difference there. It's a big thing. Mm. And you're talking you're you're going you're talking to to us about a constitution um, where they planted their own constitution on the country that's not theirs for a start. Yeah. And um, where there's already a law that has been in existence within our cultural law and law, the divine and natural law, the laws that's on within nature, the whole thing. I won't elaborate too much on that, but you just wanted to know a little bit about that. DJ will be able to tell you because he's got good examples. Yeah, so, um, and again, all my understandings, uh, and I'm only early into this, I think maybe six years I've been educating myself and whilst also pushing boundaries um, uh, in native title. I think there's only one good thing about native title and that's the recognition that this was our country before um, 
you know, that's, I think that's it. Other than that, I don't believe personally that native title is even the bare minimum. Um, we can hunt fish, like hunting, um, camping, or be buried on our country. Um, I think that's about it. That's the only thing. John Citizen can go and camp at parks as well, I believe. It's like native title, you've got to move your camp every 21 days. So it's sort of like, what, what has native title given us um, in regards to being able to really care and live as best as we can those old ways. Um, the, the Western structure is still very much present. The hierarchy is still very much present. Uh, any state or crown land, you still have to uh, enter an Uluwa with them, an exclusive land use agreement. So you still have to go to their square table, which uh, Harley did one we'll talk about later, we refer to as a square table, and um, sit down with them and come to an agreement. So you're still coming to an agreement to whatever it is, whatever your proposal is to do on your own country. Um, you know, um, unless you were willing to, like our ancestors have done, fight and try and push these boundaries further. Um, not all of us were aware of the native title process and, and it coming about. I didn't find out until after, after the fact. Um, so I, I personally, well, my mother never really got a say in it. Um, you know, it's happened and along the way through pushing these boundaries in regards to caring for country, exploring country and re-walking my ancestors' footsteps. I'm sort of learning and yeah, pushing the boundaries of native title. And it really does seem that we were freer prior to having native title than what we are now with native title. So, um, and again, this isn't through reading the, the uh, determination because it's a big thick booklet. Uh, you know, within laws, it's, it's all Western law and their own Western structure. So um, you're still basically asking for permission to sit at a square table and have rights to your country that they're willing to offer, uh, rather than us being the ones saying, we'd like to do this, we want to do that. Um, we're still asking for permission to, to do stuff on our own country. Um, so for me, after realising some of them boundaries and um, realising that we've probably lost a lot more by having native title, uh, I actually asked my a few of my elders to give the determination back. I'm not sure that's ever been done. They asked me why and I said, well, what have we got? We've got 12 exclusive lots, which I think maybe nine of them are mountain goat country. You, you literally need a caribbean and a harness to even explore them. Um, you know, and the other ones, the three or four blocks that are somewhat useful that you could, that are flat enough to put a campsite on, you still have to, you know, um, get your building permits and all that sort of stuff. That You still have to participate in the Western structure, you know, unless you just want to have a, camp, a tent there. Um, which I was happy to do, but um, that then asks you to, you have to go and put a proposal through to the native title body, so you've got your board of elders, so 
there's that hierarchy pyramid Western structure you've got to go participate in. And basically your senior elders in an unwillingly way because they didn't ask for it, but to gain native title, this is the process and that's what you get. You have to put forward a proposal. It's sort of like they're the real estate agent of your own country that you're meant to have equal <coughs> shared rights in, but you have to put a proposal in with what you want to do on that block. So as a sovereign man, it's, it's really, it's a bit of a kick in the gut because everyone in that room at, at our round table has shared equal rights in this, but because of the structure that it all sits within, it, it, it turns it into a bit of a square and you've got to jump through all these hoops. And in the end, you just walk away with it with nothing because it's just too much of a headache. And that's what native title does. It, it pits us against each other. Yeah, and, you know, mm -hmm. being a Yinnabar and a Cubby Cubby man, um, I went on a camp with a Cubby Cubby mob as, as a culture man to, you know, share with these young fellows that are growing up. And um, it was the best native title, um, best example of what native title does. Uh, I was standing in the middle of uh, Old Gimpy Road and uh, I was on the white line and I went, look, this is what it does because our boundaries, they cross over, they overlap. That's why we have war cries and you're singing out to ask for permission and you've got all these kilometres in between. And uh, so for determination for ours, my great-great-grandfather, Guy Bell, Willie McKenzie, he, uh, they said, if you have to draw a line, Willie, where's the boundary? And he run it up the railway line. And then, like Dinawan said earlier, you go sit down at a big square table and there's back and forth, back and forth, and they brought it into Old Gimby Road. And... Uh, so I was down on Old Gimby Road and I said, look, here, yeah, look. I went, Yinnabara, come and go with you, Yinnabara. And I said, look, like Queensland, New South Wales. I said, I stood on both of them. Mm. And I won't mention his name, but one fella popped up and he went, no, your land starts over there. And he took that extra lane. And I went, listen to you young fellas, you see what just happened? That's what native title does to us. I said, I'm a Yinnabara and a Gumby Gumby man. I've got no reason to claim an extra lane. This is all my, that's my grandfather's country. I said, this is what native title does to us. For an extra look, two metres. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just, but it was the perfect example to show them young fellas, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the more I learn and, and understand and, and walk country, um, I think the more that native title... We should give it back. And they said, well, giving that back, what's it going to achieve? I said, well, they can't take back the knowledge that it was ours. They can't unacknowledge it. They can't undetermine mm. that we had enough proof to show them that we were here first and this was our responsibility. I said, so you push that piece of paper back. He said, thanks, but no thanks, because that system doesn't work with us. Thank you, DJ, that was awesome. I want to uh, kind of present a bit more about my petition and kind of respond to what I understand. You saying there was what I especially heard in that, which I 100% agree with. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to call it, like, say, like the, the white system, the, the Western system that, that is. Colonised system. The, the color, yeah, the colonised system as compared to like the indigenous law that's, that's been here. I, like, what I heard you say, I don't know if this is right, is that there 
at some fundamental level, like not really compatible. Like it's a different way of seeing things and trying to, certainly trying to fit indigenous law within the colonial system doesn't, doesn't work, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and I am 100% with you on that, I do. And I, I think um, coming from the Western world, I, I think there's, um, like it's a, there's so much that's lost in uh, like our common humanity and, and our spiritual connection and, and I think uh, we're an impoverished culture in that sense and I would like to see my culture change and, and get. So you know you're using the word culture, culture is something that's created when you've got a group of people in an environment. Mm -hmm. Environment creates a culture. So culture is not our culture or your culture. We're in Mulaney at the moment, mm. we're, in. we're in Mulaney culture. That's what culture means if you want to expand on sure. that. So you've got to yeah. really, um, I know sure. where you were coming yeah, from. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, yeah. for me, it's not Western because we all live, it's colonization sure. that has yeah. affected the yeah. planet. Yeah. And we've got to go further back, but you're just, you're leaving it here in this, in this particular point at the moment where where you're talking about indigenous, and the, the subject is the voice. Yes. So I want to throw in something. I'm going to throw in about the circle and square. Yeah, cool. So the square, for me, years ago I went across Europe, I got to go across Europe with other elders, and there was information that, that was there that, um, that came to me when I thought that our challenges originated back to England. Well, mm. it does, Freemason people. But it goes further back to Catholicism, which is pretty much worldwide known now. So there's a lot of stuff with the paper walls and everything that's underlying there, but I don't, we're not to go into that right now. So when I came back, I asked Creator, because we did a lot of sacred business, said to Creator, what do you want me to do with this information? But I had to put it into and categorise it so that a majority of the human mind and the intellect can comprehend it. And so the easiest way that I came to with, with Creator was that a square, and that's what Vito was talking about before. So the square is colonisation. There's a beginning and an end, there's a beginning and an end. And in that square, they've created their own rules, regulation, because mm -hmm. they come camped on both country they've camped on. So we're talking about the country known as Australia at the moment, and they've come and they've camped here. We've been here more than 60,000 years, by the way, been here for a long, 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 long time. And, you know, we had Gondwanaland, there was another name for it prior to that. When all the waters and everything went in between, the countries were all together. Yeah. So, the square is that. And in that square, they planted squares. They planted mm. square churches on sacred ground. They planted Parliament House on sacred ground. And if we were to carry a square or a rectangular flag at Parliament House, which is they're claiming it's their sovereign country, so they've planted it there on our sovereign country, and sovereignty is not our word either, it's a colonised word. But if we were to take that flag and enter into the pillars or into the Parliament House, we're declaring war in their square rules. A whole different story when they come and plant their mm. flag on our country. I'm just putting it out there. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, so, the, so we're a circle. Indigenous people and people of the earth are circle people. How I comprehend things, this is where I comprehend. I don't care if anybody disagrees, whatever. It's just an analogy that's came to me, and it's an easy analogy for people, for a collective group of people, for the collective, however many, 
to be able to comprehend easily because we've been moving through the planet with consciousness that's been expanding with everything else that's going on out there and the intellect has to step outside the box. So they programmed us that our circle, which is our law and creator's law, our cultural law, and it's what we call a mimbury. It's in Inabara and Kabi language. Mimbury, it's a continuous flow, it just flows. So there's no beginning and end, no beginning and end, it's just a continuous flow. And they made us believe, programmed the whole planet, that that circle is within the square. Mm. So the square, so that means that their rules and regulations in that square from the beginning to the end has more authority over our circle. If you change your perception, because in that circle, that circle is our rules. Everything exists in that circle. But if, you, if you've ever had experience of sitting in a circle at a table or sitting in a circle when you sit around a fire or just sitting in a circle and having a conversation, a discussion, whatever it is that we're yarning about, and somebody might come in or somebody's in that circle and feeling out of sorts in themselves or they might be angry. When you sit in a circle and you've got a fire, it just, and there's everybody else is there for that reason. You know, back in the old day, the old people that used to come into the circle from how I comprehend it, when they come and sit around a fire, the elders, the elders, elders, the ancestors, when they used to sit in the fire, they could just come and sit. They didn't have to talk because all the questions and have always got answers, problems, what colonisations were is problem. They created another word called solutions and they will use that in that square. When you sit in a circle, those questions can be answered. The problems are solved without even have to intellectually intellectualising them because country has an ability to dissolve it because if it doesn't work, if it's not part of a law, because everything flows in the law, this square has caused a lot of chaos in our, in our planet. But out of chaos comes order. So if you can, if you can visualise or change your perception that that circle is our law and that square sits inside the circle, then you'll know that that really doesn't have, you know, it's a whole change of perception. It's a, it changes your perception and your authority. It doesn't mean you fight against that square in ways that they want us to, to do in that way. And it's a little bit different what you're doing, but it just means that it's a change of perception. It means that you can, everything is in that circle. It's a memory. You can have people from different nations coming together and sitting in that circle, and it'll just work itself out. Because consciousness has everything. Country has a law. It's a divine and natural law. It's cultural law. Creator's law, which is everything. And you've got the square law. And one thing that they all got in common is that we're not meant to hurt or harm anybody on any level, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, intuitively, whatever. So when you sort of have that, it goes against that flow. So if you've got somebody that's having a challenge in themselves and they come from the square and they're sitting in our circle, guaranteed they'll leave a lot better. Mm. They sit there and just allow mm. because that's how we are. We don't, you know, we've had to, we've had to stand and, and in, in, in ourselves, I don't want to go too much into that, but... That was awesome though, thank you. That, that, that's a really that's a clear, silly, beautiful like, analogy. More with that, but I'll cool. come back to. Um, well, within that, 
Okay, so I, I absolutely see that. The, the circle with the square inside, and I want to say, like, from where we are now, You're as a nation, what's that? You're my square. Sorry. Well, yeah, well, look, as someone, like, from within the Not square. Not here, but the, what we're doing. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 I know, I know. Mm -hmm. but, but that's where, like, you know, I want to say, probably most white Australians live in the square, yeah? Can we just say colonisation? Colonized, you know, to yeah, me, the colour yeah. white is okay. white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yes, thank and you. And it's not, it's yeah. not, you know, the damage that's been done, the damage that's been done on our planet here is from colonisation. It's goes beyond that colour. Thank you, yeah. Okay. Within the colonist, colonist world that is dominating at the moment, yep. that's all inside that square. They're trying to dominate, eh? Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I think, is that Australians, the majority of Australians, haven't unpacked their cultural heritage. You might live here now, but whether you come from England, what heaps of Scottish, heaps of Irish, there's all this cultural baggage that goes back. So like I got my mother's trauma and her my grandmother's trauma and mum mum was you know, she was adopted by a by an English, an old English woman and even as a Yinnabara man I've still unpacked that cultural baggage from England on mum mum's adopted mother's side because that's how she was raised right and same with my father uh, his his parents come from overseas as well so i've unpacked that cultural side as well and then there's like this little 30 percent scottish in there i don't know how they measure that but there's scottish in there so i've unpacked scottish heritage so i know no matter what what cultural baggage it is that I bring to the table in the conversation. I know who I am. A lot of um, people today, I don't think they unpack that far back. Mm -hmm. And I call it my autopilot. So because that's how I was raised and I was assimilated, I used to say I didn't grow up as a black fellow, but I grew up exactly how they wanted me to. And I was assimilated up until 2012. Uh, that was when I started my journey in realizing who I am. And, um, it's, it, you, you have to unpack that cultural baggage to know what you bring to the table. Otherwise, as soon as something doesn't sit right with you, and if it's a trauma or, you know, how you react to something, my autopilot is assimilation. It's the Western system. It's, you know, how we're programmed. And that's what I go back to. And that's what I've spent the last five years decolonizing myself and learning. Like when I, you know, you might even say something here that triggers me and my instant reaction in my brain is a Western perspective. And I've got to catch that and go, hang on, I'll sit with it for a bit and unpack that. And I just don't think the whole communities unpack what cultural baggage they bring to the mm. table. So I want to say, like, what's the pathway out of the square into the circle 
Right? Is it something that we all just need to do individually, or is it possible to change the square? But it space? falls on us a lot. It falls on mob to share, to educate, and then normally someone will go and unpack it. Mm -hmm. People won't just unpack their, their cultural baggage, I don't think, without you know getting when the term getting woke. It's, you know, like yeah. I don't think people just go. Maybe I need to have a good look at how I talk and what I do, and maybe look at history properly and pull it apart so I understand stuff better. And it always starts with normally mob coming to the table or mob sharing and helping, you know, getting that started. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's I always encourage people as much as I can, even if it's a Facebook post or something. Go, go yeah. and unpack your cultural baggage. Go, go and unpack it so you know who you are and, and mm. what your autopilot is. You know, it's... And there's a lot. It's a lot. It's a journey. <laughs> it's a big journey. Um, we have our place. So when we're in the circle, there's a difference too. There's a hierarchy system within the square. Hierarchy doesn't... Although I have got family members that believe that we've got a hierarchy in our system. So I've got to unpack that, that we have a hierarchy within our mob. I've not had that belief. I have a knowing that we come from the circle and we have our place in the circle. So in the circle, you've got the first lot of the kids, the buyers there, then the first lot of the children. The, then around that second circle, you've got the mothers and the fathers, aunties and uncles, what in the English. So you've got the mothers and the fathers and then all the family, the brothers and the sisters and everything that are there. Because that particular um, energy of people who in society, in the clan or wherever, in our mob, is um, the mothers and fathers. So they have those responsibilities. So they're placed in that particular section of the circle because when, you know, you've got the children, you've got to care for the children, the men have got to do their business. You, you've got to come back with, with all of this stuff with the square. They've made us have a belief and they've pulled us apart. So an analogy that I used ages ago, which is a really simple one. So in this circle of people, I'll come back to that circle in a minute for the place. Well, let's finish up. So your mother's father, then the next circle, the third circle, is the grandparents. And after that, you've got the great-grandparents. The great-grandparents have, what do they have in common with the children? Asking, what do they have in common with the children? The great-grandparents, particularly. Particularly the newborns that come in, what do they have in common? Um, they're an edge of life, they're beginning and their end of life. Yeah. So they have, so that's a cycle. So sure. they come from a place where the old people are going back. They yeah, come yeah. from the dreaming, the old people are going back to the dreaming. And then the third, the, so, so in that, that's that place, then you can have another circle <coughs> with just women. And women have their place in that circle, and you've got just men, the men have their place. So everything for me, you've got to come back to those circles and got to remember your place. With the square, it's a hierarchy, and it goes up, well, hang on. I'm the assistant CEO, then you've got the CEO, then you've got a director over here, then you've got whoever here, and they have a thing called more authority. Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. an authority, there's mm -hmm. a, you know, and it's, and, and the square is commerce. The square yeah. was cre created, and the whole purpose of colonisation, the square is commerce, it's mm -hmm. money oriented. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, we traded, back in the day with colonisation, it was always backed by precious metals gold and silver and whatever else that has. And then so in that square, when they made all the native countries 
indigenous countries believed that the circle existed within the square. So places like Africa and other places overseas in Australia who hold a really high um, volume of precious metals in the ground, like Africa's got, they've been recognised in the square system as a third world country. But they've got diamonds and they've got all beautiful minerals under that ground. And the same with this country here. So that's what they've done. There's a whole story behind it. So for me, my law is in the circle and where you sit, where your place is in that circle, bring it back in every aspect of your life. That's the difference between the square because the square is a hierarchy. The circle is, okay, well, hang on. You've got a lot of experience. You've gone through this. Doesn't matter if you've not given birth, you're still a mother. Those are the important things because in all of that, in all of that story, we, we are story people. In that story, it holds the spirit because through the, the lineage of the song lines of, of our ancestors and our laws, we've got laws in the sky law, we've got laws of country here, creator's law, culture law, is our deep connection with the law that exists on country. Deep respect and honouring of who we are. We know who we are the moment we're born. We know where we're going. Some of, in the old ways, we, our names got changed as we moved through our, our growth because our, and you get nurtured, nourished as to who you are on that point. Here, well hang on, you're a man, you're there, and you've got a feminine side in you, and you've got a masculine side in you. It's a whole thing. So they've made us believe, it's only a belief, it's only a belief. And from that belief, they've created squares everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. But the circles are always there, and that's a law. It's a whole law of the circles. So we just got to remember our place in the circle. So if you're coming back to the voice mm. and the business, that's that. That's that circle in the, in the... I didn't go up for that. So well, look, or down, or cross for that. I, so I see, like, it's only a... Like, the Constitution is absolutely a square, the Constitution of Australia. And this is talking about just a change to that square. Nothing, so, nothing else, right? If... if that constitution is in the square and they made us believe that the circle is inside the square, which means that they made, they made us believe that we have to get authority and they created that exists in all the square. But the circle doesn't have paper, the circle doesn't have those rules and they're saying that we, we have to follow that because we rule the world. But if you yeah. take this outside... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and actually... Sorry, I, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, I printed this out last night, and I, I've never read it before, but... Um, what is it? The Constitution, the Australian Constitution. And it does start as well by okay. saying, like, it gets its authority from the Queen of, uh, you know... Where, which Queen? The... Uh, Chris, come on. Yeah. That one. Queen. She's passing. It's very explicit. And look, the, uh, the, the first part of it says, the provisions referred to as the Queen shall extend to Her Majesty's heirs and successors. Um, but yeah, it's like, where is it? It's very clear. It's like it mentions God and it mentions the Queen of uh, United Kingdom and Great Britain and Ireland. And like, 
unlike say like the US Constitution, which is like more of a principle that it's founded on, and even the um, even the Uluru Statement from the heart, there's like this reference to the Creator. I guess what I'm saying is like where that calls to for its authority, um, like it's treated as if it is this absolute that applies to everyone. What's treated like an absolute? Uh, the, constitution. the Constitution. The Constitution. And that I think is the attitude of most people. So you look at the word Constitution, Constitution. A lot of the words have shun that they've had in our language too. But I'm going to let DJ, BJ, because BJ had something to say before. But I like this ball on the album. Oh, is it? My, mine's pretty simple and I'm very, as I said, I'm very ignorant uh, and sovereign, sort of not what I am, but um, for me, I just listen to country. I don't go by these pieces of paper here. Um, I try to find balance within all of it. That's what I've come to learn, is I'm only one fella in Wobble in Australia alone, 25 to 27 million people, so I can't you know, change the minds of 26 million people, but I am not enrolled to vote. I've never been enrolled to vote. <laughs> Ever. I'm 40, turning 41. And in 2023, with all the sharing and how far we've come as human beings in a very diverse community now, I ask people, who are you to make a decision based on how she may live. I, I don't vote on how anybody should live. That's their life, that's got nothing to do with me. It's just this control and it's just insane. Um, to me, it's just country comes first no matter what. Always, always. Just no matter what, country comes first. Um, and I, I mean, I don't have the skill set yet or the knowledge yet to pull this apart as much as I'd love to, but I've looked into it enough to see and know that all these constitutions and everything, Australia is just a corporation. Mm. It's just a corporation. It's only because everybody's fallen in line that any of it flows and people follow it and it makes sense to them. But it's just not legitimate. It's null and void as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Native title, a referendum, all of it. We never ceded our sovereignty. It doesn't, none of this to me, none of this exists. This is just a piece of paper. It might as well be toilet paper. It's no use to me. I don't even, that's why I push the boundaries of native title because I just don't believe in it. Um, Yes. So in that in that square that they've got there, they've created acts. Everyone's acting. What are we all about? So everyone's acting, and they've put certain rules and regulations. But I rem I remember a long time ago when I used to work in the government department that those particular policies and acts and everything can be when you you can pull apart a sentence and you can do lots of things mm -hmm. just from that one little thing. It doesn't necessarily mean what it intends to mean you pull it apart and there's so many things that you can do with that one thing. It's just a it's just a packed um, lot of paper with words and you have to have guidelines and I, I get all of that. 
you know, but there's a law that we've been walking with mm. in our blood and our mm. ancestors and that for longer than, and we've forgotten it because we've had to be, we've been controlled by the square law. So, um, I'm with DJ on that. Okay, well that's a tricky part because square's not going. Well that's, yeah. And everyone that's here, it's not their fault. And we don't expect everyone to pack up mm -hmm. and leave. We don't. Um, so that's when, like myself, I try and find balance in that, in what that might look like. So I can at least give my kids peace of mind so they don't go through what I went through to find their balance. So for me, I was born Benjamin Murphy and registered and have a birth certificate and all that sort of stuff. But as soon as I go outside and I'm out in the bush getting my balance and I kick my shoes off, I'm Ginny Ginny. I'm a Yinnabara man from this country, this land here. This is my responsibility and I just block all the white noise out. Nothing to do with the colour white, I just, I just call it white noise. Because <clears throat> it says <sighs> And that's the balance. I think that's what I've had to find because I, went, I moved through the emotions where I was like, well, what if I did participate in the colony and I did get enough money and say, bought my mm. favourite spot, Mount Arch up? And I ran around up there. The colony's still gonna be do its thing, and the, mm. the kangaroos are still gonna have worms, and there's still gonna be all these bushfires, and it's still gonna be. I'm just creating my own Aboriginal reserve. So I'm like, that's not gonna work, brother. What are you gonna do? So I've tried to find that balance in unwillingly participating in the colony, and then walking my line and being being me, and that's mm. what I try to do. Is just navigate it. They, they call it two worlds, but. It's um, it's hard. That's where a lot of our mob get lost too, because they're caught up in that square, digging cities and things like that. But there's a lot of us that are out there holding, holding country, and and standing strong on country, doing ceremonies on country, and holding that country because they know in the spirit in their blood, this is our country that my ancestors, that our ancestors have lived on, and you're not going to take that from us. You can't take that from us. And that's hard, eh? It's challenging, but yeah. Because it's easy to fall in line. It's easy to go and get a nine to five, mm. not cop all the blowback, not cop, you know, wombies, wombery, you know, like, it's easy to just go, right, I'll just get a job in. This is too stressful. I mm. can't handle this. And you can't change that. Like I said, 25 million people. I think all them truck convoys and everything, well, they got maybe a million people in the end, which was good. That, but, was, that was really good. But, yeah. You've still got 24, 25 other million people to convince to not fall in line in this big corporation that you may or may not have a contract with. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, this, he just, he, he nailed it on the head there, contract with. Yeah. So contract law is the law that the, the, the square court recognises. Mm -hmm. And that's all this stuff. This is, this is why I and pro the voice. It's a hundred percent in that square. I hear and agree with what you've both said a hundred percent. Most people are living stuck in this square, right? What what can change that? Like, like what other than people doing their own individual journey, right? But actually, 
on a larger scale, what's something that can change that? And I guess I believe that this change in the square to the square provides an opportunity. For who though? This, is, this was an indigenous, this business here that you're talking about mm. is indigenous business. It's got nothing to, nothing do. to do with the square at all. Well, it has, because the square's trying to get it, but you got, look. Did anyone come talk to you about the voice? No. No one comes spoke to me. No one comes mm -hmm. spoke to Yinnabara. You but think on the Sunshine Coast and the Glasshouse Mountains would be important to include them in and yeah. ask them. No one asked if they could talk on behalf of me. That's right. That's what they're doing. This is why we're lucky that a lot of people, one, are against it, but that's not something that we yeah. agree on. I'm going to give you an example, and I love Mulaney and I love all the beautiful people in Mulaney, but I wasn't feeling well this one particular day and I was heading up to IGA and there was these four women, they know who they are and I'm not going to mention them because I can't remember the name, beautiful women and I love them dearly and they were singing and they told me come because I'm a black man, woman, I'm coming this way, indigenous. And I love it, you know, because we've got a lot of people singing, musicians in it. Round IJ and they'll sing up. And they were singing up and, and excited and beautiful, you know. And one of, one of them I know is an activist. And they go like this to me, and I'm coming this way, and they come and they're singing and they can't come here. Anyway, I come past because I just wanted to, I wasn't 100%, and I was coming past and it was lovely singing and smiling. And then there's this sign sing for yes for the voice. Whatever it, they were singing, sure, to say yes. But hang on, these were non-indigenous people. Made an assumption that I was gonna. I just looked at them and I said, "I'm a no." I said, "I'm a no. I'm a no. I am a no. Mm -hmm. I don't agree to this. I don't even like that. I wasn't there to participate in that. But that has nothing to do with with where it's ended up. So I know there's a lot of people that were there at the um, at Uluru. Mm for the statement, mm. for the Uluru statement, but I've read it, and there's more to that too, because to put things in, and the voice was actually registered as a corporated business back in 2019. So if you look it up at the ABNs, it's got an ABN number, right? So that all came, this all part of the plan, and that all came into business way back then. This didn't just happen, so this was created in 2017. I wasn't there, but that's okay. They came there and they did the business there. But it doesn't run the way that I walk and what I have believed in or have my blood or my, my um, ancestral lineage within me believed. So it has a, I'm not saying it flies, there's a lot of good things in there. I read that not long the other couple of weeks back again. I don't, I'm a no and that's it. And, the, and they never asked me, like BJ said, they never asked. I know that they came around to different places and they had a, there was opportunity. It didn't suit my time because I wasn't available at that time. So, and I know that there's a lot of people out there advertising with t-shirts on and whatever. And let's say yes to the voice, to have a voice, to, to have a group of people, an advisory group of people that are going to be chosen by the government. Yep. That's not our governing. That's not our governance. Our governance is first and foremost within our souls and within our own individual beingness. And then those beingness then then resonate with other beings 
and our mob that walk in the way that I'm speaking of here now. I don't even like to be recognised in the Constitution. I don't believe we need to be recognised within the Constitution, and that's where it's all about control. And if you want to, if you want to, um, you know, I have so much stuff coming to me, but one of the things is, there's even Pfizer's come through. I've had information come to me that Pfizer is not from this country that's over there. So it's all part of the control from the square that they've agreed to the yes here. I've even been told and advised, you don't take everything, you've got to just take it bit by bit and just feel your way through information when it comes to you, whether it's of your truth and it sits with you or not. And that's how we've all been brought up, with our, our, that's our connection to the country. And we're a training ground. The, the country known as Australia is a training ground for, for what, the New World Order? So, coming back, bringing it back to here. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with it. It doesn't... It doesn't I, I'd like people to make their votes if they choose to vote. I'd like everyone to just go in there and draw a big smiley face or something else on a piece of paper. But... I like the non-indigenous community or the many diverse cultures we have now that do choose to vote, to vote from knowledge and not from an expectation. Well, not that. From a place of feeling sorry for us for what happened and not educating themselves in all of this and thinking that yes is what we want. And that that's going to help us. Don't make an assumption. Sorry. Just because we're black or we're indigenous, and you feel that, put our mob in the front there and put them in the government, so that they can have a voice. You come to us and ask us because I'm a no. And do not make an assumption that every indigenous person in this country known as Australia is going to agree to that. Because there's a lot of people out there at the moment that are a no. And um, you know, our, our and some that haven't even heard of it. You know, Kabi? Kabi means no. Waka? Waka means no. So, that's right. Not, not everybody's heard of it. And this, this is what's happened before. You know, this is what the government does. This is colonisation. I remember seeing that young fellow, bless him, he passed away up in the central desert there somewhere. Somewhere that young fellow. That policeman shot him. Remember that one? And a lot of non-Indigenous people were going into that community, wanting to support. It's like, it's like, well, hang on, let's... But they didn't get an invitation to come in. Them fellas had to deal with that grief in their way. They didn't, you know, this is the whole thing. This is where non-Indigenous people and colonised people have to sit back because we've been programmed to think, well, that's good for you, we're going to do this, we're doing it for you, and then when it doesn't happen, we don't want your help, you get cranky. That's not how it works. It's like you go down to a little creek, and what we perceive, or some people perceive, let's go down and weed the creek out. But you've got other trees and other plants that are growing down there, and all those other little plants that are there, and you've got a human coming along thinking that human knows better at what is needed for that creek, and they start weeding it. But every single weed has its purpose within the mycelium, with the roots and the mycelium that's on the ground, for all other plants there, and for the fish and all other animals that live in the sand, on the sand, everywhere. 
It's the same with this. That's why nature is important. The law that's in nature and how nature operates, you have to study. But that's a weak arm. Sadly, I think we've become the leaders. Probably that's a fact. Well, it's humans, so they Yeah. It's not just us. It's but I think, even if it was, even if it was and chose to work in the square, well, Dungi Dao, that's my main claim group, Dungi Dao, Malvo, we had in Inabara, we have, it was called a Manumbaram. Now, the Manumbaram, he was the head man, he'd go and sit down and he'd hear everyone out. He was like the representative. Proper way. In the circle, for each clan group had a Manumbaram. And then that come together. You'd need a money borrow from every single mob. Exactly. And get a yes to willingly participate in it from every single mob. Not have and the government choose your money borrow to talk on all their mobs without checking with all their mobs. It doesn't work. And that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. No disrespect for them that, have, that they've already chosen. And that in the corporate, and I know that it's a, it's a whole different thing. It's like with that when you're sitting at Mount Beer and you have people they wanted to, you know, there's a lot of people that wanted to climb the mountain, and they, and our mob's going, well, hang on, look, so many people are dying. There's many reasons, cultural reasons, but you can listen to that other side. But we like climbing, you know. There's other reasons that they've got their reasons too. So our mob, within our mob, there's people that have a lot of faith and belief in the constitution, in the square, and that's fine too. I'm not I'm not getting cranky if I don't disrespect it. We all have that freedom of choice. That's our choice. Our but, choice. But do we if that says the yes? Well that's masters. exactly right, right? I'm talking about those people I'm talking about our mob that choose to go that way. Yeah. But in the big scheme of things exactly what you said with the square, do we have that choice? So you feel like <clears throat> saying yes puts the circles in the square. It's like acknowledging. It's it's like that's uh, right. Yeah, it's taking us back there. So okay, should be like a donor, right? Like you donor, <laughs> you get to donate your organs or not on your card. <laughs> if you die, right? Mm. He's a no voter, so we don't have to push him into following mm. that constitution. Yeah. The laws. He's a no voter. Let him go. So what's the path? It's coming to. But what's a path forward? Okay, I, I feel like it's a step in a good direction. What, what, like, what, what's another path forward? You need to elaborate on that question. A path forward from the voice. Let's say, no, 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 let's say, like, um, for people to come out of the square and participate in the circle. What's a, what's a path forward on that? It's big. We've been talking about that right from the beginning, though. And that couldn't possibly be a step in that direction. Well, Donald, we've been doing that. It's a choice and education. Yeah. But it should fall on self, yeah, it should fall on self-education, not mob having to... Because we've been the most documented race in the world, right? And it's just constantly extract, extract, extract. Today, extract. Like, I'm going to go camping now. I'm not going to lie. I'll be exhausted in half an hour. I'll be like... And I'll have to go sit by the fire and jump in the fresh water, <laughs> freeze in cold water, and reset, you know, yeah. and fill my cup up. And, and that's, that's my way, that's my way of finding balance. Mm. But it always comes at a cost to us in, open, in sharing, 
and not oversharing and navigating all that. And so a path forward is all the individuals of mobs to come back and remember our place in the circle. Remember that old fellow that you were talking about that has to represent? Yeah. Because when you have your circle and you remember our place in the circle, there's respect, there's memory of our laws, there's, um, well, respect is pretty much it because you don't, okay, well, that's that old fellow there or that's that old woman there. You gotta, we sit in a circle. He, that person has the responsibility of that mob to carry that because the decision was made. But it's not, you know, they're responsible for those decisions too with other people in that same circle who hold that same knowledge and wisdom to be able to then take it and call on other fellows that BJ was using there who have that because they represent those people and they got to sit in there and then they got to say, okay, well, hang on, this is what's happened here. No. Um, and do we need to go here? When colonisation came here a long time ago, a lot of our old people shut our walls down because they knew what was happening. They've already intervened and they've had the old rainbow, feathered rainbow serpent. Them old laws had to be kept. They only got reactivated back in the early 1990s, as far as I'm aware, right across the planet. And that's that same information that had all that same um, question and answer that happened within the consciousness because there's no six degree of separation. So we don't have to sit here and say, well, hang on, somebody, there's a, a, um, a very respected elder in Native American in that country over there and a very well respected elder over here who holds them, who are law keepers. And then all the law keepers around the planet know what's going on. They don't have to go to each other's country to come together to have a discussion. They know because consciousness knows they sit in that space. They go into the stillness and they pick up. And they, but they all have to make a decision collectively in agreement for something to change. And from my com comprehension of things, that's what they have to do to reactivate an old door. That's in the form saying. So these fellas work differently. There's a force behind everything in the square. There's a force. It's not necessarily a, a force that's in agreement with the vibrational frequency of mob or the planet. That voice is about getting us into the constitution. This came to me the other day, I sent it to Vita. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, I'm just passing this on. Came through and they said, when you, when the voice becomes part of the constitution, we come in there and we get recognised within the constitution, native title, land holders, goes out the door because it gives them the right within their constitution. That's their belief. They can still, even if they get it, it's just, they're not going to have this that circle, what he's doing, how we hold ourselves in that space. They won't have it. They've already tried doing that. Wearing wigs and courts and dresses for robes. So, robes for dresses, I should say. So, you know, it's... Um, and it can't just be that. It's not just that. That's like, you know, you got to dance to that now. 
Like to each one of them, well, they'll come with their friends. That's the idea. It's not. It's not. To and then what's in? Yeah. So this this is chapter six. This is schedule one. Alteration of the constitution. What's the voices in? Constitution alteration. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Two thousand twenty-three. They didn't put the ABN number up there to say that it was um, uh, recognised as a corporated business, ABN is an Australian business number. So we are a corporation because we became a corporation, like Bida said ages ago, where we became a corporation under the jurisdiction of the United States of America. When you go through law and courts, our rules and regulations, so we've got state law, we've got federal law. It still comes under the jurisdiction of the New York Convention. There's a lot of countries that come under the jurisdiction of the New York Convention that things like this has to apply to or, or adhere to. But the state has to, um, the state individually, from my comprehension, can make and change rules, but uh, the federal has more authority because that's uh, nationwide. All right, chapter nine, recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So this is our peoples of Australia. In recognition, that's all they've got, so when they put us through a determination for native title, they say, we recognise, so they're still using the word recognise. In recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of Australia, one, there shall be a body. Whose body, BJ? Who they appoint. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whose body? There shall be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. That voice has an ABN number, just making that clear. The Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice may make representations to the Parliament and the Executive Government of the Commonwealth on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. But hang on, why are they not coming to the, our circle and coming into our governments and saying and asking for why are they not having a body of people coming to our circle, like VJ said before, and asking the different mobs, if they can make a change in their constitution within our lands. How's that? That's the perceptive change with the circle outside the square. This is all to do with the circle inside the square. So if we had the circle outside the square, so we, this should be the government, the constitution that was created by government in a parliament house, our country recognize we recognize you as a sovereign or no not a sovereign we recognize you as living on our country and having a governing aspect within your people on our country how's that so let's go over that again this is number two the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice may make representations to the Parliament and the Executive Government of the Commonwealth on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples Bring that back and change the perception on that. Number three, the parliament, the parliament, the parliament, shall, subject to this constitution, 
have power to make shall, subject to this constitution, have power to make laws with respect to matters relating to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice, including its composition, functions, powers and procedures. You look at them words because the English language created spells. A lot of these words and all this stuff is about spells. And it's just about training the brain to operate in the way that they want us to think. You've got to see through the words of it. It's the parliament That's that has the power here. We're not just... What do you feel, BJ? Here's what I see. This, that, you put a big sticker on it. And, and it says, the sticker says, <laughs> assimilation. That's it's it. no different to what's been offered in the past. The, you touched on sorry mm. from Kevin Rudd. Yeah. It doesn't have any change anything. He's not offered us anything different than what's already offered in the beginning. It's just been recognised. It's also it's also brain manipulation. It's a manipulation by people who seem to think that they have the power. So if we can raise our frequency, our consciousness, come back to the circle, the squares inside the circle, then how about how about they come to our circle on each nation in this country known as Australia, which was never ceded by the way, and and um, bring their piece of paper, their square into our circle, and ask us. Can we have a voice? So can they have a voice and create a voice to sit at our little circle and have a discussion about whether they can have a body to represent them, to come to our circle and talk about what they want to talk about within their constitution and whether they can change their laws and if they be appropriately agreed upon by a mob to be able to, to run with their laws. And if we say no, because we have our governing laws, LAW as well as LORE, that exist within our spirit, our soul and our mind, or every aspect of who we are, which is connected to the spirit of country, and then we, you go away and have a talk about it, and then let each nation have a yarn, bring in what BJ said before, that one person, what's his name again? That person you said. That one person that carries it. Bring in that person and then each nation have that person come together and then you discuss this business here. And then they can make a discussion and say, well, do we agree to that? Does it fit? Does that fit in our circles? Does it fit in our circles? And if it's not, we'll hang on. Well, if it does, then let us create the, the appropriate body of people to sit and to represent your square, your parliament, so that our mob then, so that it balances itself on our country known as Australia, where our, our lands don't get raped, where our people remember who we are, where we remember our laws. We don't get put away in those little square constitutions called jails and detention centres where, what, 90% of it occupied. Go on, you've got me going. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. But look, where I come from with that, right, I agree with you all on all of that, right? But I don't know how that changes at a, like at a national level. Why can't you see that? 
you're coming from a constitution perspective, oh, yeah. Chris. Yeah. And how how that changes? How does that change? Because you're it's got to change from within, and we've got to do it literally like Vijay said before, and, and then we come together collectively. You're coming from a perspective. How do we change that? But why? What's that got to do with you? This is our business that's going on here. They're, this is our business, and they're trying to get our circle to come into, which is the squares in the middle. We change the perception. They're trying to get us to come back into that little square again, and your your mind is like that. There's a difference also, you know, I'm just saying it's the program of the mind though, and that's all. But go on, how does it change? You go ahead with that question. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's this square that like incarcerates Indigenous children, right? That's, it's because of that machine. Because they follow their laws, which means, well, hang on, what did you do? All that car. What for you stop? Oh no, hang on. I stole a loaf of bread in the shop. How many times you stole that loaf of bread? Lots of times. What for you steal it? I'm hungry. My family's hungry. So a lot of our mob get put into those little squares because mm. of that situation. Mm -hmm. But the law that's in common, the common denominator in all our laws is you don't hurt or harm mm -hmm. anybody on any level. Mm -hmm. We have our ways, that's our business if we have to do that stuff. That's mm -hmm. our business mm -hmm. within our mob our circles and our laws. But this but square they, is causing that harm. It's there. Well, that's the square puts them in there for little laws. None of that, a lot of our mob that's in those have not, or well, some of them have, and it doesn't matter just our mob, it's for the planet, but they put young fellows in detentions for a build-up of, well, hang on, haven't paid the registration, haven't paid this, haven't paid that. Oh, just stick them in here. Oh, oh that'll be done. You know, do that. Mm -hmm. but, you know, they haven't broken the law. They haven't heard or harmed mm -hmm, anybody. Mm -hmm. They broke a contract. Oh, the contract. Right. Which they they're didn't done. really ever agree to in the first place either. That, so, they were like, born into the contract. To change yeah. that situation, that's, 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 why, that's why I'm still, and I want to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm so appreciative. Like, you've, you've, you've done an enormous amount for me personally and... Um, yeah, and giving me a new scope for the world, a, a, a new understanding, and a, and a, uh, I comprehend a I lot of hope. It. Sorry, I, I comprehend. Right. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of hope for for a much, much more. And where I come from, right? That as a, like the world as I see it, and I, I, you know, this is from within a box. This shit is happening. That let's just say, just talking about young Indigenous people being locked up who shouldn't. And it's because of this square. And I believe that a change within that square can make that square do less harm in the short-term future. How many people you got in the square, Chris? How many people in that square? How many people are in the Constitution that are non-Indigenous? Non like in the square as in like in the mindset of the so, square? No, no. Well, all the voters, right? How many people, no, no, how many people are in Parliament? How many people are in, when you have a um, representative for, a state representative and a thing, how many non-Indigenous people are in the square? Um, yeah. 99%, um, right? 99%, I'm just going to throw it Okay, down. okay. 99% yeah. sit in what they call their own little system in that yeah, square. Yeah, can't and they, see a world outside of that. Is that what you mean when you say? No, no. no. 
there's very little non-Indigenous people in the parliament, in the governing system of the square, because they're all okay. non-Indigenous people. So they're coming from a controlled perspective. They're, look, they're, sure. So yeah. Yes, 100% true. And the change is specifically about saying, let's have So Chris, indigenous... how many people, mm -hmm. I'm going to bring this back again, mm -hmm. is in that government. When you get a, when you have a look at how they operate inside, inside a, um, I don't know what you call it, where do they... Yeah, 150 it? seats in the Senate. Right, so yep. just say you've got 150 yep. plus like that. or whatever in the Senate. Yeah. How many yeah. backfellas in that Senate that yeah. are sitting there? Um, more than ever before now, but so still how, bugger all. But yeah. how many people in that little body that they want to put together, advisory body, do you mm -hmm. think that they'll put together? Do you think that they'll, that, that little body, just say it's five or six people, the advisory body, mm -hmm. and just say that five or six people, but it, I mean, look, I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a, a thing about this. I, I did go into the both the sides of what we were talking about when they mob who like to climb. We don't want them crying. We don't particularly uh, the crime, and uh, I reckon crime, and um, and then and then whatever else is going on out there. But you have to have. I'm, I I comprehend that you have to have a voice in something, or not even a voice, but you you have people in there. But big concern for the no people is that one constitution we don't want to be recognized in the constitution for a start in the square everything that we spoke about mm -hmm. the other thing is that those amount of people that are in there who's going to be choosing them well that and it's not going to make a big change well here, here's, the thing, here's, the thing, right? here's the thing Denwine, right you say it's not going to make a big change what's on the table is not everything that we've been talking about, right? It's just talking about a change in the square. I can't wait till we do part two of this in like <laughs> five to ten years. What is it? Like, what is on the table is no change or a change where there's an indigenous voice. Well, you I know agree. Gonna it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be right. It's not going to be fully representative. But the other option <laughs> is no change. That's literally that. the no vote is literally just. No change. Not that you can see. Yeah, that's exactly right. Not that you can see. Doesn't mean we're still, you, I'm in you, the midst of running people Chris. up, right? Mob up, mm -hmm. nieces, nephews, bringing them home to country. I just got my mother back here after they were, mum was stolen generation and everything. She's had to come out this of This is changing now. Square. It's changing. I'm getting kids, I'm showing kids, I'm showing my kids. This is where you're from, walking country, teaching them the old way, so they know, so they can find their balance. And, and they remember. Right? And I'm dragging all them old people back too. And not just my family, their, their families, families. We're already talking about hiring a big bus to bring them all back to country. Change is happening without someone making that decision or that choice for me, which wouldn't be to bring them all back to country. It wouldn't be to teach them culture. It'll be... Oh, what law can we bring into the Western system that's going to maybe benefit us a little bit better if it gets passed? Mm -hmm. So, and when you only make up 3% of the population, you're like, what, 97% against 3%? And then maybe throw in your allies, a horrible word for it. I don't know if you've ever looked at the dictionary at ally, but it's not what mm -hmm. people think it means. Um, allies even like it's just outnumbered it's just 
look, you're going to have, if you have a yes person here, like yourself, like an indigenous, who's a pro for the boys, and there's a lot of them out there, they'd have, you know, we can have that discussion. It's mm. not going to be an argument, possibly not even a debate, it's just a, a mm. discussion. Mm. I'm just purely giving you where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myself. Yeah. And, and there, there could be a possible change within that. But that's not our law. Yeah. That's not our law. Our yeah. law has a whole different thing. I want them to bring their body or their, um, uh, you know, whatever they want to change to our circle, our representatives, and to sit down on our country outside mm. and around the fire. Mm. Well, this is what we propose to bring. What do you think? You know, you see all that stuff happened in the past with Native Americans. They called it cowboy and Indians. But they still killed the Indians because they weren't in agreement with stuff. It's the same thing that's occurred here on this on this country. That's what just ran through my head then too was and also if we said no, it to be a no. And not then go back and go, well they got made in title and it extinguishes that anyway. So we'll go ahead with the plan. They'll do it anyway. So so, for the yes voices, you know, if you, if you take away, if I wasn't walking in the way that I was walking and wasn't really widely awake to what's going on, on the planet, there's a possibility that an aspect of me would, would agree with that because it's about bringing people together. It's about having a collective. But we circle people. We're not square people. We don't have paper with rules and regulations on it. We follow Creator's law and our law. The cultural law is is the, you've got the law of the land, you've got Creator's law, cultural laws here. It holds everything because we have to be able to live and honour and respect Creator's law and that divine and natural law that's out there because everything has consciousness and everything is life. And we've got to remember all of that. We've got to remember your spirit. And yeah. our oneness with everything before any of this stuff that does happen because it's got nothing in it, it's an empty, it's empty. You'll live with country, not on country, and they're on some bits of country. <laughs> Sorry, on oh, no. it, it up, blowing it up, yeah, it up, blowing it up, destroying to recreate, blowing it up, blowing it up, yeah, quarries blow them up, mines, but anyway, it's another story. So all our waterways, the groundwater got contaminated from the square and we need water to live. And when COVID hit, a lot of people I heard outside of Walden and communities out around that way, police wouldn't let people bring the water in. Boralulu, they poisoned the water up that way, they were trying to get people to go into, into the one spot. So whatever occurs, as long as we hold that and remember our place and remember the law that exists within us, whatever occurs in that, I'm just, you're asking us, you're a pro, we're both a, a non, you know, we're a con, we don't, I don't have that belief, I'm speaking on that behalf and I know there's a lot of other people that I walk with that speak on that behalf and BJ is one of them by the feel of it. 
So there's also um, yeah, and and in navigating all that, yeah, we're not less than. That's right. Thank you. Because we're there's Scottish and English, that doesn't make us less Aboriginal. That makes us more than. It's only this square, this Western structure that puts their measurements, their ways of measuring that out. Yeah. In I'm Scottish. Aboriginal and I'm English and I'm Scottish. Oh, hang on. You I'm got not to... less than because that's there. Yeah, I'm yeah. more than. And with them, it's like, hang on. Oh, he's got 1% mm. Aboriginal and we've got 2%. No, I've got 100% Aboriginal and then some Scottish. See? And then some Irish in there. And then a little bit of Chinese too. Yeah, I've got Chinese too. Just a little bit. got Malaysian. Oh, that's the more. But more than. <laughs> it's all in the perspective. Yeah, that's the perspective. Bring the circle outside the square. The square is in there. You get out there. So if anything happens to BJ and I, after this YouTube <laughs> video on Facebook, you've got to get to know our families. <laughs> it's not going to happen because country's got my back. Yeah. And the law's got, got our back and country's got our back. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Was that all right? Oh, 